Uh, Dave, did you did, do you have uh, anything prepared? Do you have your stuff prepared? Kind of. Picks? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, of course. I mean, I, I always show up prepared. You know me. So. Yeah, I, you didn't bring your notes today. I don't. I don't have my notes either. Well, I have a brain. I have a brain. A steel okay. trap of a brain. Do you have your crimpings and crumpings and stuff like no, that? No, no. And Pack. Put the put the microphones away. We don't need them today. No mics. No mics. We're going. No equipment. No equipment. No preparation. No water. No water. Just beer. Chalk. We can use chalk. Oh, here's chalk. Okay. Yeah. What, so what? Get the chalk bucket. All right. Because we're about to free solo this podcast. Ooh. Ready for the documentary double down oh. special on brunch movies. These are the, f- the first first time we've done documentaries. Um, we did a mockumentary. Oh, we did. Yeah. But documentaries, they're different because they're real. They're not a contrived story. They mm. actually happened. And... Um, reality is brunchy in some ways, and I'm, I'm excited to explore. In some ways, it's not. Oh, yeah. For example, dinner. When they're, when you're eating dinner, it's not actually brunchy, and that's real life. I mean, we, we all have dinner. Yeah. So. so there's many instances where there isn't brunch in real life. but It's like a reality show. There are some things that I like about this mm. and some things that I don't like about this. And now let yeah. me list them really easily so mm. that we can edit a segment together. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And reality television is like my favorite thing. I I'm obsessed with it. I watch Bar Rescue all the time, Big okay. in the Kitchen Nightmares, Hotel mm. Hell, and when I have a documentary, you know. Do you ever have any brunch nightmares? Um. Well. Any I, is any dream where I'm not eating brunch I consider a nightmare? Right. So you're you you have a lot of nightmares. Not really. No, you eat a lot of brunch. <laughs> in in my dreams. Okay. Most of my dreams are consist of either recording the podcast right. with you or eating brunch. Well, I am. I you earlier you referred to me as a guest, not necessarily a co-host. Um, and and uh, I think on, on this episode. No, 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 a different episode. Right. And I think that might have. When you were the guest. When I was the guest, and I think that that might show your dedication to brunch, and I'm kind of bandying on i'm kind of just latching on to your success yeah your inspiration like uh, i could go get brunch right just totally free solo it no right. problem but right. you might need me to go with you no, i would probably need you to hold my hand to get through get the, it use the ropes with ropes or something like that you know you could wade through a forest of bears yeah i would take a boat or a plane okay yeah yeah when so it comes to brunch you're the timothy treadwell of this podcast i'm and the Alex Honnold. And the Alex Honnold. Okay. I'm uh, I'm kind of the girlfriend that gets also eaten by the bear, but was just kind of hanging out. Okay. Yeah. So before we get too far into this, yeah. we're talking about two documentaries. Mm-hmm. We're talking about uh, Werner Herzog's classic, yes. Grizzly Man. Maybe my favorite documentary of all time. Maybe my favorite movie of all time. Wow, well, you're one up in me again. <laughs> uh, and we've, and then uh, the companion to this, yeah, it, 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 for this podcast, right. is the uh, a more recent film called Free Solo about yeah. Alex Honnold, the rock climber. Yeah, so sometimes like boulders. Is that what he does? It's bouldering. bouldering. The boulder, the boulder problem. The boulder problem. Yeah. yeah so you have to don't, over... don't get them confused. Yeah, you don't. The boulder get... problem is not considered bouldering. No, it's just a problem that you have to solve. Okay, but it has bouldering aspects to it, um, and this is our first time doing two movies in one podcast. Yeah, we're taking on a lot. Documentaries, uh, first time. Yeah, two movies, first time. It's kind of like an experimental brunch podcast. You know? Much like the documentaries were once an experimental form of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. We didn't know if people could handle reality in films. Do you think the first documentary, someone filming, you know, real life, their conclusion? was that this is really interesting like real yeah it's finding well isn't the first movie when the when that train comes driving towards the screen i guess in a way that's a documentary because trains are real so maybe actually 
it's experimental to not be a documentary. So wow. we're actually playing it safe okay. by sticking to documentaries. Yeah. I think that's how I it think works. that's right. Yeah. So eating, uh, so, so eating, <laughs> eating brunch to a documentary that we're going to get into all of that. And I think to start with, when we have these two juicy films, which are yeah. really, really good, maybe do both a quick character studies, both character studies. So we uh, talked about uh, Werner Herzog's Grizzly Man. It's yeah. about Timothy Treadwell. Mm -hmm. uh, he lived in Alaska during the summer months yep. with grizzly bears, essentially, like right next to like a within proximity yeah. to grizzly bears. Right for in, twelve years, for which, I think thirteen, 13 or yeah. fourteen years, well, over a decade. Yeah, he, he was successful living with bears and foxes. Spoiler alert: he gets eaten by a bear. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think the movie, the documentary, would have been made unless he was, you know, eaten by a bear. You could see Werner Herzog definitely, yeah, latching onto that because he likes to explore. And Herzog really didn't edit it. So this is, the film is actually film taken by Timothy Treadwell, right. mixed with interviews conducted by yeah, Werner Herzog that are kind of piecing together this guy's life. Yeah, and I mean, the guy is, uh, he's a really unique, I don't even know how to describe him. He's kind of effeminate, um, gives bears all these nicknames. He's really into treating them as if they're humans. As if, Yeah, and he yeah. just believes that because he has the will and the, and the mind and that he can just live with grizzly bears and it's no problem and that right. he is somehow helping them by living with them and you could tell no matter how many times hero complex going hero on complex, here. no matter how many times he said oh i could die i could be eaten at every moment this is how i want to die the way that he interacted with those bears he believed they would have never hurt him you know he he saw in them that he he believes he was safe. Yeah, he didn't. He doesn't seem suicidal. No, even no, he though thought he, he was safe. Yeah. yeah, even though he was suicidal. I mean, absolutely. Like, yeah. he, you have to be to live with grizzly bears. Right. Like the most dangerous animal. You know. Speaking of suicidal people, then we then we move on to the yeah. film Free Solo. Right. About Alex Honnold. This just won the most recent Academy Award for Best Documentary, um, starring Alex Honnold, who's. It's also going to win the Academy Award for Brunchiest. Oh, I think so. Uh, Brunchiest documentary, documentary for yeah, sure. Yeah. I don't know if Brunchiest movie overall. That'll have to be our second year wrap up. Yeah. Um, but I would say, you know, he's a very brave guy that instead of confronting bears, confronts walls. Yeah, rock walls. Rock walls. And so he climbs giant. Rocks without using harnesses. He he uses harnesses occasionally, but his goal in life is to free solo the mm -hmm. titular action, right? Which uh, which is climbing a rock without using any type of gear. He uses chalk, chalk and shoes, and that's shoes. All, that's no gloves. Uh -huh. I guess climbers don't use gloves anyway. No, you need the grip. With you your need fingers. the grip. Yeah, that's what the chalk. Spider Man would be pretty good at free soloing. Oh shit, dude! Spider Man is free soloing constantly. It would be awesome if Alex Honnold was in the new Spider Man and he's climbing up Outcap, and then Spider Man just like knocks oh, him off. Oh hey, like, Alex. hey Alex, I'm much better than you. And yeah, you know, Alex might just let go if 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 Spider Man existed. Yeah, can you imagine being on the wall? Just like sleeping halfway up El Cap, and then there's some guy that's just blowing past you without gear on. Like and you're just like, I'm a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like a huge piece of shit. I'm blocking this genius from doing what God put him on this earth to do, which is climb a rock. Right. And so, uh, and so the yeah, the film is also a character study, and it's about him for doing like the ultimate climb, which is El Capitan mm -hmm. in Yosemite Valley, right. which is the largest piece of granite on the planet. 
by like a large margin. It's in like terms a, of climbing wall, I think. But is, but just like it is solid oh, granite, it? Oh, and wow. it is like the biggest known source of granite mm-hmm. in in the world. Do you think it's that... almost a mile high? Uh-huh. Um, and like I said, granite, so it's very slippery. Right. Not not ideal for climbing. Besides, it's flat nature. Mm-hmm. Hope we're getting this. Um, yeah, we got a Japanese uh, emergency. But well, I hope Alice Arnold is uh, is all right. <laughs> Well, you know, this, uh, this Olympics in Tokyo this year, first year that Oli- uh, climbing is part of the Olympics. Oh, finally. It used to be part of the X Games. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. The speed climbing, like going up a wall and five. When seven. I was a kid, we had nine planets mm-hmm. and skateboarding and rock climbing <laughs> won the X Games. And uh, skateboarding has never been in the Olympics, right? Is that coming to the Olympics this year? I don't think so. I think it, it is in the Olympics. Three, three on three basketball is, which is kind of cool. Oh, yeah, that's dope. Yeah. Can you imagine combining climbing and basketball? I bet LeBron James could probably hang up there for a bit. Yeah. He's pretty buff. Yeah. Flexible. He's long. Probably solve that boulder problem real quick. Yeah. And just like Timothy Treadwell, Alex Honnold dies at the end. Yeah, it's really tragic. No, you know? he doesn't die. No, he, he doesn't he's alive. Die. And, you know, Alex Honnold is a inspiration to those i don't really know what the takeaway was from him i i think it would be live a purposeful life try to yeah find I think meaning. You can take his attitude you know he justifies climbing free solo with the idea that yeah i could fall and die but you could also fall and die anywhere at any time yeah. Anywhere. Like he has the, a very flippant attitude to mortality. Yeah, the risk is low, but like you could get anytime you get into a car, you could die. Yeah, and I think that putting yourself in statistically more dangerous situations, such as free soloing, he he kind of talks about it where you have risk versus consequence, and then delineating between those. And when I, you know, it's just it's called expected value. But what you would do is you would multiply the probability by the outcome of the or the consequence. And boring. Well, in statistics, (laughs) but (laughs) I I think that he's clearly done that calculation, and he's willing to just put himself up on that rock. Girlfriend, be damned. He doesn't give a shit about her. Yeah, both of the both of these guys have girlfriends that are kind of like they have they have an interesting role. But Dave, I think you've buried the lead a little bit here because this is another. There's another first. for brunch movies. Oh, what's that? Which is that? What do you mean? What is that? You oh, yeah, yeah, you yes, actually sat down I did. I, with Alex Honnold, yeah, for a special interview specifically for this. Yeah, he came to Tokyo to celebrate climbing, entering the Olympics, and uh, I had a chance to interview him about uh, the movie and his experiences climbing throughout the world. So uh, let's roll the tape, John. So, Alex, thank you very much, one, for meeting with me. Um, oh, uh, yeah, I, I have no feeling about the matter at all. Well, I really appreciate it, and I can tell that you're enthusiastic about being in Japan. First off... Uh, oh, totally, totally. It's, yeah. it's, it's uh, yeah, 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 being in Japan, uh, a lot of mountains. When you saw uh, Mount Fuji, the big one, we call it Fujiyama here in Japan, uh, did, did your fingers start trembling at the chance of climbing such a... Uh, no, no. I, I, you know, I, I spent the morning doing my fingerboarding and uh, I was pretty tight. And uh, I, so my fingers really aren't, weren't trembling at all. Me and my wife, we did some fingerboarding last night, too, if you know what I mean. Uh, uh, could you repeat the question? Um, okay. So I saw in uh, previous uh, videos that you went to Ghana and you were like the first free, lo- free solo climbing guy they'd ever seen in Ghana. You went up some graphite Ghana yeah yeah I, I yeah I, I went to Ghana yeah 
what, what, what was your impression of the Ghanese people? You know, they, they, they clearly looked very uh, impressed by your, your feat of accomplishment. You know, when I'm out there on the mountain, I really, I really don't think about anyone at all. I don't think, I, I have really no feelings about any people. The, it's just me in the mountain and, you know, I'm just trying to free solo it and get to the top and free solo another mountain the next day, you know? So you have a pretty extreme diet. It's, it's vegetarian, um, you know, maybe not super high protein. Where do, you, where do you get the, how do you balance your diet with all the climbing you're doing? Oh, that's pretty simple. You know, I just, I try to just eat some vegetables and, and it tastes pretty good. You know, you just kind of take a can of uh, vegan chili and just pour it over whatever you want. Crack really? a couple eggs. And, uh, I, I really, I don't like to uh, spend a lot of time thinking about food or, or cooking or eating. I just, you know, just want to get back to climbing. Yeah. And I don't want to get too personal with you. I know we've developed quite a, a relationship here during this interview, but, uh, how's things going with your beautiful girlfriend? You know, I, I sent her away for the season so I could focus on climbing, uh, and I haven't talked to her. But uh, you haven't I, spoken to her. Yeah, I think she's doing great. Yeah. But uh, that'll be, uh, you know, I, I just I don't have to worry about that right now. I just focus on climbing, uh-huh. focus on the season, uh, just trying to free solo the big one, uh, Mount Everest. Oh, you're going to free solo Mount Everest. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> it's really cold up there. Are you going to do anything? Are you going to just do? You know, I just think if I take the preparation. And, and take it seriously, and mm-hmm. just, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be the first to free solo Mount Everest. Wow, that's, that's so impressive. You know, um, I'm not much of a climber myself, but I, but I really look up to you. I find your purposeful lifestyle to be very nice. Um, is there anything you'd like to say to the Japanese people that are all around us gathering to see this famous Alex Honnold? Yeah, I just, uh, you know, I really appreciate the, uh, how quiet they are. Um, <laughs> So I can focus on climbing. Yeah, yeah, they are quiet here, so that's very astute observation. Well, thank you so much, Alex. Um, uh, yeah, it was really gnarly to be on this podcast, and uh, I wish you the best. Really? It was it's gnarly for me, too, man. Thanks a lot. Wow, that was an exciting interview. Andy, did you hear that? He... Uh, such a enthusiastic guy. Yeah, he's really interesting. Yeah. I now Dave, there's a there's a part in the documentary mm-hmm. and I think this this actually let's let's go into Officer Cook. Mm. Bring it in. Yeah. So so we are experts on Officer Cook. We've been so doing it for point. over a year. Yeah. Uh, but what we haven't done right. is and because it's impossible with fictional characters is we we haven't actually taken the the uh, fictional characters from films and sent them to a doctor to be evaluated. You just couldn't do it. You can't do it. It's impossible. Like you can't send Ferris Bueller uh, to an MRI. J.K. Rowling probably made a few of her characters autistic post. post Yeah. So outside of the Harry Potter movies, which we haven't done yet, you know, we, all we have is we we haven't been able to, it's just our expert opinion. Sure. So let's, let's, but in, in the movie free solo, yeah, Alex Honnold actually goes mm-hmm. and it has an MMR, MRI done uh-huh. to to determine, like, is there something weird with his brain? Why is it that he is able to do all this free soloing that mm-hmm. no one else can do? And so uh, what was what, what part of the brain was it? The amygdala. And that's responsible for emotion? I think emotional control and stuff like that, fear response. Right. And so they, they, they show his. Yeah. And then they show the, like, tests. Yeah, like the baseline, the control. And the baseline has all these colors firing, like, mm. constantly. Yeah. And his just, there's nothing. Do you think my amygdala actually just doesn't work or something? Your amygdala works. It's just that it needs a much 
higher level Much of stimulation. Stimulus. Things that are typically stimulating for most of the rest of us are not really doing it for you. Maybe my amygdala is just tired, you know, from too many years of being all gripped. Nothing. Yeah, he he's not stimulated at all. Right. Maybe if they showed him some titties, he would be, but he's, he wasn't stimulated. By I bet it. they showed him some titties. You there. think they put some titties on? Yeah, yeah. Do you think it's really hard for him to be, like, stimulated by, well, I don't want to get into his uh, sex life, but yeah, it's probably really hard for him to... It might be hard, yeah. Yeah. Maybe he... Uh... Well, so now let's get into yeah. it. So part of his sex <laughs> yeah. life. So one, we've got his amygdala not working. Not, yeah. Definite autist. It's all fried out. Yeah. But then if you really can't feel anything, are you just walking through life as a cuck? Well, I mean, he clearly, his his girlfriend does not seem to be with other men. So she's definitely like into him. Probably That's more true. than he's into her, to be yeah. honest. He's really into the mountains and climbing. He's yeah. not really into human Thing. So you could probably see that from the interview we conducted. Yeah. Really focused guy. Yeah, he really likes climbing. Yeah, he really likes climbing. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know if how big of a... In my opinion, mm-hmm. I'm leaning towards the autist. His father was, actually had Asperger's. Asperger's, yeah. I don't know if Asperger's is genetically passed on. It can be. It can be? Yeah. So if I had to take an educated guess based on our experience of analyzing characters... Autist. I'm, well, I'm we even leaning. have the science to back it up. Now we have the science. I'm actually leaning that this guy is probably legitimately autistic. All right, I'm going to throw, throw a uh, curveball in here. And I agree with you, autist. Yeah. But I'm also going to say that his girlfriend is a cuck. His girlfriend's a cuck. Yeah, because she, he's sending her out of Yosemite Valley while he's uh, climbing the mountain. So he's actually she's actually watching him climb these mountains, being uh, cuckled by the mountain itself. Oh, my God. So he's kind of, when he's getting all up and close to that mountain, you yeah. think he's... You know, I think he's the whole his fingers are is that only by having the free soloing climbing uh, fear can he really feel anything. So, the only time he smiles in this movie is when he's talking to the other free solo guy, he just has no emotion. He smiles twice when he's climbing because like, they know gap. how good that mountain is to them, yeah, right? Like the, the holy veneration of the mountain. Should we also do uh, Timothy Treadwell here? Yeah, I mean, that guy's totally uh, autistic. You think so? <laughs> oh, no, so we have a difference. Uh, well, that guy a, is he's cool. a weirdo, but is he autistic? He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't really not... seem to have... He, like, pretends to be... You know, he talks about... He has a character. He's actually kind of acting in Yeah, a he's, way. like, acting yeah. constantly. He's putting yeah. on... He wants to be a movie star. He wants yeah. to be famous. So it's not his real name. He Timothy apparently Trump. was a finalist to be on the TV show Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Woody Nelson! <laughs> and, I mean, it's possible, I suppose. Uh, but like, he even talks about, like, when people show up... Mm and like other humans he doesn't like to have any contact with other humans yeah. during the bear months and so he like kind of grunts at them and acts like a bear and yeah. like it's like a total weirdo but i i don't feel like that's because his brain is incapable of understanding that what he's doing is weird it's because he's trying to do that i'm gonna throw this one out at, at you like the mountain cuck and the girlfriend are the bears cucking timothy treadwell's girlfriend well if she has a vor fetish then yes oh see because she was actually there in the tent with him as he starts to be be eaten, eaten by, by a bear, bear and he's yelling run away run away and she stays but she stays and yeah she's like i like this daddy like yeah daddy like <laughs> It's it, 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 it. She was also murdered. We should clarify. Right, but that's ultimately what you want as right. as a vor. If you're you know, in a vor, vor is um, being eaten. It's a it's a fetish of, of oh, really? being eaten. Yeah, like seeing a girl eat a person. Really? Or like that's you, an actual thing. Yeah, it's like you're turned on by imagining yourself being eaten by uh, by someone. How do you figure out you have that? Uh, you just have to go to the right message board and find uh, it and be like, "Ooh, I got a boner." I remember that guy in Japan. He had 
bunch of people eat his penis. Remember? And they like kind of said it was if it was illegal or not. Oh, I do remember that they was had you. That dinner, <laughs> and that was oddest to cook. <laughs> Yeah, good segment. Yeah, good segment. Uh, my, uh, my, I'm, I'm intact. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not that guy. You're not shorn. I'm not shorn. Yeah, I'm not. What's his name from? Uh, Trimmed. Yeah. Trimothy Tedwell. Treadwell. Oh wow. Tread couldn't walk well if you get your sausage eaten. But uh, yeah, so I think that uh, that that's actually probably a very important segment for these two movies right. because these guys are putting themselves in such insane and ludicrous positions that. Nor, no normal person would ever really consider doing. Yeah. Um, I do think that um, in terms of watching these movies, they're absolutely like highly interesting. You know, like they're, they're, they're actually really, really good. Yeah, yeah. Both both are great great movies. Yeah, maybe the two of the best documentaries I know of. Like, yeah. like Grizzly Man, you, you, it's not a spoiler that he dies. You know right away yeah. that this is ultimately what killed him and you're just, you're fascinated by this person and there's like this exhilarating thing of just you know, seeing him be so close to bears and the footage he gets, you really can tell that it's, it's no one else has got this footage. Yeah. And he's like standing right there as two 12 foot tall grizzly bears are fighting each other and hunks of fur and flesh are flying off of, you know, and, and then the bear poops and then he goes and touches the poop because he's a weirdo. But like your, your cat, your, what he did was amazing in terms of as a filmmaker. Well, here I am at the scene of the fight. It looks as if tractors tore the land up, raked it, rode it, tilted, tossed it about. There's fur everywhere, and in the camera foreground, extreted waste in the middle of the fight, so violent, so upsetting that Sergeant Brown um, went to the bathroom, did a number two during his fight. Um, extremely emotional, extremely powerful. And yet, both bears back in pursuit of Saturn, including Mickey, who appears to have gotten the worse for the wear in the fight between Sergeant Brown and Mickey for the right to court Saturn, the queen of the grizzly sanctuary. You can't take away, like, what Treadwell accomplished with... Right. I mean, he did however many years Even if living most with people bear. that try to protect grizzly bears wish that he hadn't done yeah. what he did it's kind of like uh you know the sea shepherds doing direct action versus like greenpeace doing the um they'll film the whales getting slaughtered while sea shepherd will go there and like throw stinky bombs at them right it's completely ineffectual and they're not actually going to accomplish anything but it's it's it is it's admirable in a sense that you're trying to take some direct action you know? Right. Whereas with Timothy Treadwell, they argue that just him being around bears makes it seem to them like humans are safe and they don't need to right. worry about it when humans aren't really actually that no, safe. No, and, and and ironically, his presence may may have hurt them. You know. Right. But overall, he did spend all of his time when he wasn't living with bears, going around and talking to children uh, and teaching yeah. them about bears. And yeah. you know, people said that he was always a hit. He was on David Letterman. Right. Bears, you're surrounded by them. They're very close to you. Is that how you live with them? Yes. I always give them respect and lots of room because, you know, uh, a grizzly's the boss out there. You, but you interact with them? Um, it's important that every bear knows who I am and that I fit on their hierarchy if I'm to survive. Is it going to happen that, that one day we read a, a news article about you being eaten by one of these bears? Uh, I don't know if he, no, you know, and, and, it, if in the world and like the karmic balance of, of his life, if if the good he did will outweigh of, you know, that. But that documentary will live in a long time. Yeah. Like his status has been cemented as a truly unique figure you and know? you might wonder you know in the hell world to come mm -hmm. when grizzly bears don't exist anymore. right yeah, yeah. 
I mean, yeah, with climate change, these type of artifacts are going to be essential. You yeah. Know? And Honold's on the same thing. He, he appreciates, like, the beauty of the earth and climbing, donates, like, a, court, a third of his money to environmental causes and stuff like that. So, I mean, these guys he's have... He's got a lot of money because he lives in a van. Yeah, he probably doesn't have a lot of costs, you know? So yeah. it's easy for him to accumulate money, yeah. But, I mean, these guys you want to make fun of them because they're all goofy and they're doing these insane things. But there is something kind of like just absolutely enchanting about it. And when it comes to Werner Herzog, it's a bit of a study into him as well Mm. because he's, it's a narrated documentary kind of like that. And when he talks about seeing, you know, the bear and I think Werner Herzog says that I believe life is chaos, that there is no harmonious order. Well, Treadwell believed there was harmony and he saw beauty in those bears uh or, or intelligence in those bears yeah. just that juxtaposition is just fascinating with herzog who's just obsessed with death you know right and then my favorite movie jack reacher stars werner herzog as the um as this uh guy who eats his own fingers to survive in prison nice i was in prison in siberia i spent my first winter wearing a dead man's coat a hole in one pocket Shoot these fingers off before the frostbite could turn to gangrene. These I gave up to avoid working in the sulfur mine. That is how I survived when so many others did not. A man this rare can always be of use. So show me. Show me our rare. Show me you'll do anything to survive. I, I when I think of Werner Herzog, I think of Jack Reacher and Grizzly Man, and then now I got Free Soul. It's a, it's a really good time for me. Yeah, I think both kind of have this. They're both movies about showing men in danger, mm-hmm. and you kind of get to live the the thrill of it. Of yeah. like, oh, there's Timothy Turtle tapping a grizzly bear on the nose, or yeah. here's uh, Alex, you know, on the face of El yeah. Cap, because you actually see his essentially his full climb. Yeah. Um, when he actually climbs El Cap, he had a film team there videotaping it, and you're kind of like, you know he makes it, but it's still exhilarating. Oh, absolutely. I, I guess I should bring back one segment is the Skyler effect. Okay. Yeah. So right now, what I need is for you to climb down out of my ass. And um, the Skyler effect in these movies is women, unfortunately. Yeah, um, I agree. You know, the only reason Treadwell was murdered by those bear, uh, by a bear, was because that girl was there. Yeah, she, came, be, she survived one summer, but well, the second summer... They were arguing, they were bickering, talking about breaking up and stuff. Plus, you, th- you can imagine she might have been in heat, attracted the bears. Yeah, right. And you, maybe that bear wanted to put him out of his own misery. You know, he's probably yeah. that girl just nagging him. Bitch, 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 chump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of feel for the bear a little bit, because yeah. it got shot after... Yeah, the bear, the bear did die after yeah. he it's kind of tragic, you know? Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Timothy wouldn't have wanted that. Timothy would not have wanted the bear to die. Yeah. He would have wanted that bear to live on. He yeah. said that. Yeah. You know? And uh, and it's kind of his, his girlfriend's fault. Yeah. I, I blame it's her. It's a Skylar effect. And then in uh, Free Solo, we had another Skylar effect. That's true, yeah. Uh, he, his sh- first attempt at Free Solo, his girlfriend is living with him in a van. Yeah. And it's he... disrupting him. The summer's not working out. Doesn't do it. She also dropped him, and he broke his back. Yeah, she she dropped him. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, like she dramatically could have affected his career and could have stopped that documentary. And he actually he sent her out. He yeah. sent her away. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. And then he actually Skyler. achieved it. Yeah, yeah. And I think her name's like Sana or something. 
close to Skylar. It's close enough. Yeah, it's basically Skylar. So I think he would have free so we would have had that documentary a year earlier. Yeah, I because think so. it's so splendid. I would have wanted it like a year ago. Yeah. You know, it kind of, I feel like I was, a, you know. Maybe we could do like a, a spoiler alert, Avengers Endgame style time travel. And so that we get him to climb it twice. Oh, shit. Because like in, in Avengers, they go back in time, yeah. but like it doesn't actually change the past. No, because the past then like, becomes, the, the future becomes the past. Yeah. That's it's really it. simple. Yeah. To, so we'll just do the same thing. Right. Get rid of his girlfriend. Right. But then she comes back. So like he, yeah. he succeeds both times. What if we switched the girlfriend? And then, and then there's two documentaries. Both can win the Oscar double oscar winner uh, alex honnell uh, they get up there and T- treadwell's alive in the, the oh future. we bring back treadwell we bring back treadwell. treadwell could ride a grizzly bear yeah, to the top of el capitan and wait holy for shit. alex honnell and then the, he reaches out for the last thing and he grabs a bear's paw yeah but the bear is wearing the infinity gauntlet <laughs> <laughs> it snaps and then uh half the mountain disappears i don't know but yeah, it's, it's, gonna it's, yeah, it's gonna be great that's that that's almost a little bit of a director's that, care oh yeah <laughs> i mean we could yeah director's corner this should be part of the marvel cinematic universe oh, we got, already talked about spider-man yeah alex honnell definitely has the 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 physique he he's kind of joined the avengers right. as himself you just like climb thanos <laughs> yeah they're like, well, Iron Man can fly, but how are we going to climb this thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, you know when, uh, can we do spoiler alerts on game? Might as well when this comes out. Uh, yeah, we can do spo- yeah, spo- yeah, so spoiler it. alert. You got one minute. I'm timing you. So tune back in a minute if you uh, haven't seen Avengers Endgame. All right. When uh, Natasha falls off the mountain and uh, she's fighting with uh, Arrow guy, um, you know what I'm talking about, Hawkeye, uh, she could have just climbed up. The- she could have tricked the... The ghosty guy. If she, oh. So replace Natasha with Alex Honnold. Yeah. You know, I everyone likes the sex appeal of Natasha. I'm finding the sex appeal of Alex to be quite nice when he's shirtless doing those fingerboard exercises. I wish yeah. he would fingerboard my... Uh, yeah. And Timothy Treadwell has, has some nice bangs. His great hair. And you know, this brings us to another callback segment. Yeah. We've only done once before. Yeah. But, um, okay, so spoiler's over. <laughs> Dave, who's your perfect man? My perfect man has the physique of Alex Honnold. Mm. We're talking wiry, thin, but still muscular in some way. Mm. Uh, like that skeletal muscular, kind of like the, the <clears throat> you know, quick uh, f- fiber type stuff. With the hair of Timothy Treadwell. Ooh. Those bangs flap it in the wind as he climbs up that mountain, you know, wiry. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the voice of Werner Herzog. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. And the effeminate nature of Timothy Treadwell as well. So he's kind of posing up there as yeah. he's climbing. You know, he's making it flashy a little bit. And I know that you shouldn't be flashing when you're free soloing, but are you telling me you wouldn't want to see that if Alex Honnold was doing some, you know, cute peace signs and stuff like oh, that? Would, yeah, that'd be pretty sexy. It would be pretty sexy. So that's kind of my perfect man right now in my life. You know, I'm, I, we watched yeah. some documentaries or something. So if, I'm kind of thinking about growing my hair out in that way, and I've just been doing pull-ups. Just yeah. all day trying to get fucking ripped. Um, my perfect man is the is that actually there is a, I've I've seen him after rewatching Grizzly Man. Oh, so there's actually a person in Grizzly Man Shit. that is my perfect man. So I don't even have to dream anymore. Oh my god, it's, it's a it, real person. Yeah, it's, it's the coroner. It's the coroner <laughs> that picks apart the um you know the bot the eaten remains of Timothy Treadwell and his girlfriend, and he listens to the audio recording tape which was running as they were eaten. Um, just 
He's so handsome. He is very handsome. He has a unique speaking pattern yeah, to his. Yeah, we can, we can get a clip here. In the yeah. case of Timothy and Amy, what I had were body parts. Just the visual input of seeing a detached human being before my eyes makes my heart race, makes the hair stand up on the back of my head. But he is, he's my perfect man. Okay. And I'm... The pilot's pretty nice, too. I was thinking about saying the pilot as my joke of the segment, but yeah. I chose the coroner instead. And that's a true answer. That's a real answer, not a joke. Yeah. I mean, he's a really cool Yeah, guy. I was going to joke and say, like, the pilot with yeah. the mustache yeah, and the pilot yeah, skills. Yeah. I mean, but... come on, mustaches are out of vogue. I mean, this is not yeah. 2004 anymore. Indeed. All right, Dave. We said we're going to free solo this. I haven't prepared my hot take, hot cake. All right, I got a hot take. I need your right, arms around me. I need to feel your touch. My hot take is I'm watching Free Solo. I, I remember when I was a young lad, Free Solo Wing. You know what I'm talking about. Mm. And they keep talking about El Cap, but when I saw Alex Honnold, it was all about El Fap. That's your hot take? Yeah, that's my hot take. <laughs> not your hot cake. No, no, no. That's just not hot okay. take. Is that I was El Fapping to Alex okay. Honnold. Um, and it, it's not really a, a statement as much as, uh, or it, it is a statement, but it's not, it doesn't really have a point. Yeah. Right. Okay. But that, that's a hot take. I'm a little bit free solo on here myself, sure. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, My hot take is that Timothy Treadwell is way braver than Alex Honnold. Whoa. Yeah. Go in. I mean, I don't think Alex Honnold could have climbed El Cap if he was surrounded by grizzly bears. <laughs> Do you think uh, Timothy Treadwell could uh, climb a grizzly bear? I think that Timothy Treadwell could get further free soloing El Cap than uh -huh. Alex Honnold could living with bears. Wow. Yeah. But Alex Honnold has that methodical nature where he could maybe... He would try and climb the bears. He would try to climb yeah. the bears. Because he, he, that's the only thing that makes oh, him smile. Yeah. Uh, that would be the ultimate this challenge. Is pretty this is pretty tall. I wonder if I could climb this thing. It'd be pretty dangerous. Yeah. If he tried to free solo a grizzly bear. bear. It's 12 feet. I mean, yeah. that's not... Nothing, nothing much to hang on to. Not a hair. If you pull on the hair, it's going to swipe at you, yeah. you know? Those claws are... Those are like falling rocks. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think that's quite good. Yeah. Uh, I think that may, may that's a good hot take. Thanks. Um, Thank you. Uh, Timothy Treadwell is a brave man. So my hot cake is uh, Alex Honnold's girlfriend. I kind of saying it earlier. We we're having a debate on her hotness. Mm. And what women want to hear, the women that listen to this podcast. We often debate whether women are hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just like me and Amy. But we treat men the same. We treat men the same. Because we just did my perfect man. So it's okay yeah. for us to judge women. We just called things. it LFAP and stuff. Yeah. We, we, we appreciate male bodies. We think about all bodies sexually. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, so women are not immune from our uh, all, judgment. All human are, <laughs> humans are things. Yeah. That's, so that's what we I'm going to treat them like a thing and right now and say that I find her to be charming and very nice and pretty. And I thought she was quite beautiful. She's your hot and cake. She's my hot cake. Okay. I actually, uh, normally I usually put a man in this segment, but I thought she was so charming and nice. I thought she was very uh, supportive of a guy that was clearly on a driven mission. Now, I said Skylar effect earlier, but she could still be pretty and nice. And also Just nag. like Skylar. Yeah, just like Skylar. But then the nagging comes in and all that stuff. <laughs> like, you know, trying to say, take it into account your lifespan. You know, she asked him to stop free selling because to maximize his lifespan, stuff like that. I found that to be rough. Yeah. But on just a visual level, I thought she was very pretty. I think my hot cake is when uh, Alex Honnold, his girl, his girlfriend, to jump on your girlfriend, yeah. um, she asks him when you're climbing mm -hmm. and you might die, like that equation, the equation of right, like, right, right. should I take this risk? 
am I part of that equation? And he's just like, no, wanna, like, no you're not, you're not part of that equation at you all. Have, where you're like, well, we're all going to die. Like, might as well do what we want to do while we're here. And it's okay when people die. But I feel like I want you to meet me halfway. And when you solo, to take me into the equation. And then I think Is you there said something. There's going to be. Oh, yeah. Um, would putting me into the equation actually ever change anything? Would you actually make decisions differently? If I had some kind of obligation to maximize my lifespan, then, like, yeah, obviously I'd have to give up soloing. At, um... Was me asking you, do you see that as an obligation now? Uh, no. No. Oh. And he's just like, but I appreciate it. it the I'm thing sorry. is, she's Obviously, so patient. You know, she's like, I respect that. You know, it was clear that she spent I like a year trying to teach him how to express emotion and like take others into consideration. Yeah. But in the end, he's still like, I gotta fucking climb this mountain. Do you do you, do you understand? Who do you want to fuck off? Or you want to fuck off, not. Skyler? Quit the nagging. You broke my back. Yeah. You know. Um, All right. Great hot takes, hot cakes. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Good, good job. Good work. Good work. So, uh, should we get into the brunchiness? Yeah. We shall. We right. shall get into the brunchiness. Uh, let's start with, uh, uh um... Okay, prison. let's start with documentaries as a whole. Okay. Brunchy? Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. A lot of them... Even snuff films like Grizzly Man are brunchy. Yeah. I think that the ones that cover kind of societal things as well, you know, are interesting characters. Fahrenheit 9-11. Stuff like that. Bowling for Columbine. Yeah. Yeah, Michael Moore is pretty brunchy, yeah, super actually. super brunchy. No, we should, yeah. yeah, we should do Roger and Me. Yeah, I mean, it's Michigan. So, yeah. Yeah, we should definitely do it. Go blue. Go blue. Um, <laughs> should we do a sports corner? Oh, yeah, yeah. Within brunchiness? Sure, let's do let's it. Do, I said go blue, so let's do yeah. sports corner. All right, get some sports noises, Jeff. Yeah, or I guess that song from Kim and Eric. Sports. Yeah. Uh, sports corner. Yeah. All right. Um, you've been watching those NBA playoffs, sure. Dave? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't stop watching uh, Steph Curry, also known as uh, Three Point Shooting Maestro. Yeah, that's his nickname. He can take his fingers uh-huh. and hold the basketball and then throw the basketball. Right, right. So cool. Talking about hands, did you see Giannis's and how big they are? He's got big hands. You know what they, they say about that? It makes it really easy to play basketball. Yeah, because he can hold the ball like it's a baseball. Yeah. How yeah. about um? How about those Tigers? The baseball season is in full. Swing, yeah, that was a nice hit. There, there was a, that, that um, game last night, you know, in the bottom of the, that inning. There was Seventh. that was a homer. That was a homer. Homer. Um, I, I liked the pitching speeds that they were yeah, throwing at. So fast, so fast. Uh, when they do you think like pitching is getting faster and faster? Because I do. I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think so. The balls look faster. Yeah. You know? And especially when when they're when they miss them, you know, oh. then you're like this. The like, imp- where the heck did that ball go? The ball go. You know, I think that that's what's great about baseball. Yeah. You know, is watching the speed of the ball leave the fingers. Yeah. Of the pitcher, mm. you know. Uh, the other thing I love is the fashion, and I'm oh, going to tie sorry. this back into the movies. Do mm. a sports corner. Yeah. Uh, just like Tiger Woods wearing red on a Sunday, uh-huh. Alex Honnold wore red um, when he climbed El Cap, and Timmy Thur- Treadwell wore red on the day he was eaten by a bear. Really? Yes. I did not know Confirmed. the Treadwell. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So maybe in the end, like we should all wear red in our greatest moments. Yeah. I mean, not to say Timothy Treadwell. No, it here. was his greatest. Yeah. Moment. It's probably it's what made him famous. Yeah. It's really like Earl Burris. You know, yeah. uh, the snake eating itself. Uh, you yeah. Know? 
if he's a bear, the bear eats the bear. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to say Ouroboros because it's stupid. <laughs> Sports Corner, great job. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, so let's get to the brunchiness of... Uh, let's go with a Grizzly Man. Um, I thought it was brunchy, even though it's kind of a horrifying story. Yeah, there's really no night filmography. It's hard to film at night, for example, without lighting. Yeah. Um, since he's in nature, it's, it's kind of all during the day. Yeah. He, you know, he's living off the land. That's a very brunchy attitude to take, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the bears would appreciate appreciate him setting up lighting equipment to film. Exactly. Yeah. Um, he has a pet fox. Yeah. The dulcet tones of Vanna Hazog's voice over the uh, documentary. Oh, I would love to hear him describe yeah. uh, me eating brunch. Oh, shit. He would definitely get into the psychological nature and like the consumption of calories and how those calories burn and then leave and, and, and into nothing more. Yeah. And he might start like with the slaughterhouse, like as a uh-huh. pig's head is getting oh, chopped totally. off. And, and, like... and then you trace it, you know, farm to table. You know, he's yeah. definitely into farm to table. Yeah. Yeah, or or maybe he just like takes pills that like mm. have all the minerals and vitamins you need. Oh, he, like he could be a soiling guy. He's like that, yeah, like in the Matrix. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, like oatmeal thing that they, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I would say it's brunchy I, I, on a scale of uh, let's let's say on a scale of zero to thirty two hundred, which is how t- high El Cap is. Yeah, oh, that's great. Um, yeah. I'd give it like a twenty five hundred. Oh well, I'm I'm gonna do one to seven, my my standard scale. Changing if, it up. Uh, I'm gonna say. <laughs> Just change it up a little bit. I'm gonna give a Grizzly Man a four point five. Okay. So it's, it's over the median. It is into the brunch. Well over the median. Yeah. Well, and it's into the brunch. More than over the median. Yeah. And it's in the the medium. The medium, <laughs> and it's in the brunchy territory. Just like Timothy Treadwell was in the Grizzly Bear ter- territory. You know, living in that that per like that zone where it could not. It might. Sometime, if it ever changes, the concept of brunch changes, it might lose its brunchiness because a guy is eaten at the end. Yeah. But for right now, it's stable. Yeah. Don't let me into that zone. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't put me into that zone. <laughs> That's yeah. all. Um, shall we do, uh, what's it? Uh, free solo. Free solo. I, I thought just, this was brunchy. I thought it was brunchy as well. Yeah. I almost might say it's less brunchy than really man. But the sights are so beautiful. It's not loud. It's kind of quick. Yeah, I guess when I think of when I think of Yosemite, though, I don't really think of brunch. I think more of like like a campfire camp brunch. Food. Yeah, yeah, like a campfire campfire brunch, but it's not it's not luxurious. Sure. Yeah, brunch, but I think that's the the the, the changing nature of brunch. Even since we've started this podcast, people, you know, like Americans, every day I see a new Pinterest about yeah, brunch. Exactly. So like glamping, glamping's a huge deal. Ooh, okay. Okay. So, so if you combine glamping with brunch, I and mean, he does have a pretty glampy van. That's a nice in. van. I was seeing that van. I was like, you know, I, if I was ever a van dweller, yeah, I'd probably look for a similar setup. I like how when he's talking about his girlfriend, it's like, small. well, she doesn't take up that much space. She's small. <laughs> she can fit in the van. It's a really it's normal pretty, thing pretty to great. say about your girlfriend. Yeah, living whether with or not it. she takes up space in the van you live in. Yeah, Jesus. Um, so I, I think it was very brunchy. Um, I guess like for me though, like there is, it, it's so thrilling to watch mm. that movie that I, I, I didn't really feel like eating, uh, you know, like I'm kind of like holding my breath yeah. waiting for him to actually, my wife's afraid that. of heights and she got 
she had to turn away from watching the actual ascent. Did she see it in um, MX forty? No, we watched it at my apartment. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have an MX forty set up? No, I don't. Oh, I know. You gotta come over sometime. Yeah, I gotta get a higher salary for me to set that up. <laughs> but uh, I, I think that uh, <laughs> I gotta get this podcast favorite. It pumps in the fresh scent of the Yosemite Valley. <laughs> I think that uh, you know, watching. I don't. I'm not afraid of heights at all. So, because Bad, I'm a baller, badass. Yeah, you know, pretty badass. I I think that this is very much on a scale of one to seven. I'm going as high as a five point five, which for me is quite. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna do a scale of zero to two okay. based on how many people that bear eight okay. in Grizzly Man. Sure. Um. I'm gonna give it 1.5. 1.5. So yeah. it's like a rib cage and a person. Yeah. You know, you could live without a rib cage, kind of, if the organs were easily. Intact, you know, you suck your dick just like Marilyn Manson. Yeah, man. Remove and two ribs, not the even lower pay for the ribs. Surgery. Just get a grizzly bear to eat your ribs. Yeah, just like have it poke them out. You know, you just could... yeah, just just like uh, smoke the bottom two ribs on your body. Uh, um, Should we get a... into our pairings? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay. Brunch pairing. Yeah. So we're talking about. Uh, Smoked uh, human ribs for the bear to eat. Sure. Then you can suck your own dick. That's a tasty dessert. Get the protein from your semen. I like this, man. We're mixing up brunch. What would the bear eat for brunch? Smoked human ribs. Ribs, yeah. Absolutely. But yours, so that then you can get the the cum dessert. Sure. I think some some free-range salmon floating out of the river flying out of the river as it tries to grab at him yeah and we grab it first yeah from fillet the it for that yeah. bear you know give it a nice like sashimi. no we eat it and just don't, we don't get it then we like <laughs> the bear has to eat its own kid okay to survive that's kind of cool yeah that's pretty tight i wonder what bear on bear action food wise is like well they eat their kids if they're hungry because it's like it's better for the mother to survive than the kid that's true yeah and that's Skylar why we're, 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 we're pro-choice. And so that's, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. pro-choice. The mother has the choice to <laughs> eat their young. <laughs> I think that... Uh, but that's the only the way... Only, the only time oh, abortion is acceptable right. is if you if you then sit we're down and eat your own child. Yeah. We're hardcore conservatives. You can do whatever you want with yeah. that baby that's inside of you as long as you eat it. I yeah. do not want that baby polluted. <laughs> ben Shapiro over here taking that hard stance. But sure, I, yeah. anyone who wants to could get an abortion, but you must eat <laughs> the fetus. <laughs> I think uh, so. That's a that's an interesting pairing, and I think that's that works for that, that was getting political, right? There. A little bit political, it was yeah. Political pairing, political pairing, yeah. And uh, I don't know if you just saw Ben Shapiro get owned on, on on YouTube. It was pretty amazing. You mean when he owned? No, no, no. This time he got owned. He freaked out against uh, some BBC guy. It's pretty funny. Oh, no, he owned the BBC guy, and then said, "Oh, I'm through with you." Then he walked away. Yeah. Yeah, because Ben Shapiro's always right. Yeah. He, he never like, makes a like, mistake. You're too liberal for this. Yeah. And then he walked away. I, my name is Ben Shapiro. I cannot stand Ben Shapiro. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I'm not inclined to continue an interview with a person as badly motivated as you as an interviewer. So I think we're done here. I appreciate your time. All sir. right. Thank you well, so much. thank you for your time and uh, for showing that anger is not part of American political discourse. Now, Mr. Shapiro, we'll say goodbye. I, um, I think if I was doing one other pairing uh, um, for Grizzly Man, we can't forget about the woman. I would say, yeah, about the woman, okay. Yeah, and I think if you're going to chew down on a rib cage, yeah. I feel like, you know, Adam and Eve, Adam, what is it, His what bone was it? Was it his rib bone that they made Eve from? And we're going to go with that. Yeah, I think so. So men have been sacrificing for women for far too long, 5,000 years since the world began. Yeah. Right? So maybe it was time for her to... 
give the rib bone back and let Timothy Treadwell continue living to today. That's okay. how I would work. As a beverage, what I'm going to recommend yeah. is um, a mimosa uh-huh. on the rocks. Ah, hey! <laughs> Shit, man. We don't even need any more. That's, yeah. that's a dual pair. We Great episode. Good, Documentary Double Down. Ugh, man, I love that up. Peace, bitches. Yeah. And the outlaws are gone. Geronimo's gone. And Sam Bass is gone. And the lion is gone. And the red wolf. And Treadwell is gone. Well, he cursed all the roads and the old men. And he cursed the automobile. Said this is no place for an hombre.